This is the Endless Ranters Podcast. Get it on. Get it on. This is Jaden. This is Chris. Welcome to episode 18 of the Endless Ranters podcast, the podcast for Adam Carolla fans. Bye, Adam Carolla fans. Thanks for listening and subscribing, and thanks for all of the moral support. So we really appreciate it, and we're glad everyone is enjoying our guest as much as we are. Our guest today is Ira Schwartz. Ira is a longtime Corolla listener, and he's really excited to share his thoughts and memories with everybody. Uh, he's had a couple memorable calls with Ace over the years that I remember, uh, and it's kind of as far as I'm concerned with the group. He's he's been around a while. Um, you've probably probably uh, seen his um, participation there. Um, Remember to look for and join the Endless Rainers podcast Facebook page. So there's a lot of good comments, and uh, we're even doing some polls um, for new questions for guests and for us, your hosts. We are also on Twitter, at Endless Ranters. Uh, retweet us, follow us, do that, so Ace and everybody at the Adam Crowley Show knows we are big fans. Instagram at Endless Rainers Podcast, where we are posting guest picks after each episode releases. That's kind of cool to see everybody. Um, and uh, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to the show, especially on iTunes or uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts. Uh, shout out. Just want to give a special thanks to Amy, episode 17, for joining us again. Uh, it was good to uh, talk to her for a lot longer, and uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed getting to know her a little bit better. All kinds of all kinds of stuff came out. So, um, programming notes for the upcoming week: we have Andrew G. Andrew Juicy, I think that's my guess, coming up next, and then next weekend, Bonnie Reyes is going to join us and uh, tell us her story. So that's going to be exciting. So, Jaden, Ira's been telling me all week that he's usually asleep by this time, by the time we record. So, uh, ready to bring him in? Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody. Our guest is here. Ira Schwartz is a fellow Dallas-Fort Worth area ace hole. Yes. Uh, one of the, one of the, yeah, one of the very few that I know. So, welcome it, to the show, Ira. How you doing, brother? Oh, gosh. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for the applause. I appreciate it. This is Ira Schwartz. It's nice to meet you both. Hello. Wow, you're you you sound exactly how I thought you would sound. Of course I am. What, what, wait a minute. What what do you mean by that, sir? Like Hispanic. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're good. I just thought I'd What's kind up, of play Byron? along with the stereotype a little bit. So play along. Play along, like Saul <laughs> Rosenberg. My my bunions. Are, I, <laughs> well. <laughs> I'll ask you where you, I know I have an idea where you are. So yeah, you're, you, your name doesn't quite fit in with, with the uh, area that we're no. living in. But uh, yeah. so why don't you tell us where, where are you uh, dialing in from Ira? So I am um, outside of Dallas, Texas. I'm in a little town called Justin. They make boots. So which is 
kind of expensive. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Are yeah. You kid- that's Justin's Boots, really? That's the, where they make them. they have those right stores. Oh, shit. I oh, didn't I thought, yeah, that. I thought like it was two miles away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of exciting, but yeah. I've never been there. So, yeah, there you yeah, go. It's not that exciting, but I don't wear boots either. <laughs> so, uh, cowboy it, boots it, made in America, or do they make uh, work boots, that kind of stuff, too? Or just what? I think well, it's not like they have a walkthrough book boot factory there where you can kind of. No, you haven't taken the, the tour? I don't think they offer one, so. Oh. <laughs> I, I would if they did. Tell oh. I'll be the first to tell you. I just I just see those stores here in the Dallas area. Yeah, they're very I wonder, Yeah, I wonder who shops there. So not me. Not I, said I. No. Not you, not Jaden. All right. <laughs> We've established so it, that. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's probably not your hometown. Where do you hail from? I'm originally from Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I was um, so born. I was yeah. born there, and I uh, grew up uh, there until I was about uh, six, and then I moved to Reno, Nevada. So I spent my formative years there, technically. Um, so I was about twenty, and then moved back down to Vegas. So I'm a native Nevada. Okay, so grew up in Las or born in Las Vegas for a few years, then Reno. Yep. So, um, so what brought you to where you are now? Like, what brought you to Justin, Texas? That's a great question. Um, my ex-wife, actually, she um, at the during the uh, housing uh, the when the bubble burst in two thousand seven, she very uh, cleverly moved us from. Vegas to Texas because the houses were much cheaper here and still are comparatively speaking to the rest of the U S and hmm. yeah. Uh, so cleverly as in a financial decision or like you, you say cleverly, what, what? No, I don't. Uh, there's no underlying tone to that. She, oh, okay. it, it was, right. it was <laughs> very, very wise of her to do that. Cause we okay. would have lost our ass on our townhouse in Vegas had, she not thought to sell it at that time so bubble burst so vegas like near the strip or i mean i'm sure there's plenty of places that aren't anywhere near that what was life like there well i i was um i spent 20 years there um it was fantastic in fact interestingly enough when adam talks about uh having been there with jimmy um and of course the whole cookie jar and the crumbs um thing they performed at a hotel called the Continental, which was off the strip. And I went there many times in the nineties, early nineties as well. And I'm always wondering if our, if we ever crossed paths because, you know, based on what he said, he, he, he was at the Continental, um, at the same time that I was. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that was like your hangout. You mean, uh, it, it was everybody's hangout late at night about, you know, three, four in the morning. It was the cheapest breakfast and, um, <laughs> kind of everybody went there in the early nineties. Is so, that where he's talking about? Like you got the prime rib for two ninety nine or something. I forget the exact yeah. number. No, well, that yeah, was like actually, God, yeah, I think not, at, at Binion's that was downtown. That was yeah. a, a, a different area, but, um, the cookie jar and the crumbs thing was a real thing for many years. I, when I moved there in uh, around 1991, I had heard heard of them, at, like they were somewhat legendary in Vegas at that time. 
and uh, performed at the at one particular location for you know <laughs> many nights. Did you ever see that video? Do you uh, maybe you know where this place is? There's a video of, of some guy doing a uh, an open mic nights or an open mic comedy set, and some guy's talking shit from the crowd and tries to rush him, and he just drop kicks him in the chest. That was in <laughs> Vegas, right? <laughs> have you seen that? Oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay, that's, oh, maybe that's I a tough. Have. It's I like, like the sound of it. I believe it was on the strip. I don't know. I, just, I forget who it is. I'll, I'll look it up while y'all are. No, that's one of those asking like a like asking a black person, hey, do you happen to know, you know, so-and-so because they're also black? Yeah. I don't know what you're Because it was on the strip here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah Lots well, of I, things happen on the strip. <laughs> yeah. I Well, yeah, it just seemed kind of, uh, it seemed like it was a popular place. I don't know. I'll see if I can figure out the guy's name. Yeah. So, no. So, so okay. So, for- in your history, when was it, you know, when did you first start listening to Adam Krola? What, what, yeah. And when that, was it and how? Yeah. That, it, it, that's such a weird question because so many people have, it seems like they have so many definitive moments, like when they can remember actually watch or listening to him or watching him on, you know, Loveline. But yeah, I didn't. And quite frankly, and this is all I remember from, because I was married for 10 years. And during that time, you know, the man show existed. And I was one of those guys that was like, oh, I'm not going to watch that because it's the wrong thing to do in a marriage. You know, you've got, it, it seemed like the smutty, more Howard Sternish thing to do at that point in time. And for me, so I, I just avoided it, not knowing how brilliant it really was, if that makes any sense. Um, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I so. I just thought it was more chauvinistic and more, you know, the girls on trampolines. Yada yada yada. I thought well, I'm just going to kind of stay away from that, even though, of course, we, I would have preferred that. But um, so you're uh, what I'm what we're hearing is that your your ex wife, you know, kind of had the pimp hand with you, and you know, yeah, for you're worried about <laughs> worried about getting bitch slapped watching jump pretty much jump yeah. tra- Okay, Not yeah. Well, when you told when you told us husband. that you yeah when you, when you told us. When you told us this, uh, when you told us that you moved from Vegas to to Texas, and you said, "Yeah, I, I just assumed it was because you were pussy whipped, and your wife wanted you to move to where her family was from." <laughs> so it's funny well, you should say that, but but it, it, yeah, it, it, I judge, I misjudged close. you. Clear the so, record. Yeah. Well, it, she she orchestrated the whole move. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Um, I never thought I'd leave Vegas to be honest. Um, uh, but she really made a good life because we had. We have three kids. My my children are. I have a sixteen year old girl and thirteen year old twins, a boy and a girl. Which, by the way, side note. Here we go. Often another jag. Um, they're named Aiden and Natalie, and I've called Natalie Natalia all her life. Because, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're, really? They're, yep. They're one year younger than Adam's kids, and I've really related to all of his stories about the differences between boys and girls. And you know the obvious differences between boys and girls, um, but it's been really nice to follow along with them because my kids are literally one year younger, my twins, than his, and it's been like I said, just really fun. I, I've been with them the whole time since his kids were, were born, and mine. So, it's been nice. Yeah, twins are weird. Twins are like kind of a like a 
an anomaly. psychological experiment almost because I have twin girls and even oh then, my I mean, god not, really yeah I have twin girls and they're not and I've always thought from the beginning like because they're not uh, identical I think they're fraternal fraternal so yeah. I've always thought they're they're literally just two different people they just yeah. happen to come out at the same time but they are two completely different kids and they have different personalities they look pretty you know some similarities but for the most part they look like two different kids sure. but it is kind of a uh, an experiment because you interact with both of them and not the same you can't you can't interact with both of them the same right. um, yeah. because they do different things so it's kind of yeah so i'm just i'm kind of early on in that experiment but so you've got your you win yeah, How old uh, are they? Wait, they're two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow, are you gonna chill. let? Are you gonna let them watch Johnny Dangerously? Uh, <laughs> no. For, wow, we were, just talk, we were talking about it off air that his his parents oh, wouldn't let him watch Johnny favorite, Dangerously. Favorite. I don't know. My, kids my these days, you play Johnny Dangerously for kids these days, they'll be like, "What? What the fuck is this?" Yeah. The, the first you know, five minutes holds up. Yeah, they'll be like, out. "This is ridiculous." Like, I tried. Believe me, I tried. Yeah, I play, we, we were like, just talking about it off air because I yeah. always have it play, for for some weird reason. I've the past few podcasts I've just had it playing in the background. So yeah, and I was saying when it came out on video, my parents got it for me and my stepbrothers at the time, and played ten minutes of it and then cut it off. They were like, "No, <laughs> you, you cannot watch this." They're like shielding your, they're like diving, <laughs> diving for you in slow motion. Like, pretty oh. much, yeah. Pretty yeah, much shielding your eyes. You can watch this when you turn seventeen or something. I don't know. Did, did y'all have a talk around the dinner table after it? Like Chris, the the things that you were exposed to earlier tonight. Probably. You can talk to us. <laughs> yeah, we did. I was have watching like, Commando. I was watching shit get blown up. I'm like, yeah. we did have sit down dinners at that time, like on schedule with like you know, like a oh my salad God. and a meal and a dessert. What? <laughs> I didn't wow. even know that existed. Yeah, that happened. God, like Brady Bunch stuff like yeah. Adam hates. It wouldn't uh, last, dare you. last forever, but how dare you? Okay. Yeah. So speaking. So you started that... listening. So all right. So you talked about Mancha, but like you were aware of Adam Crowley before that. Uh, yeah, or was of course. It, it, was it ma- seemed like he okay. was. He was in the in the zeitgeist. I thought of uh, of everybody, and really, when I started noticing him was in Vegas when Howard Stern. Um, went off the air, and David Lee Roth took over on the East Coast, Adam Carolla took over on the West Coast. And my only experience with talk radio prior to that was a show called The Don and Mike Show, which was incredible. It was broadcast from um, Baltimore, Maryland, and I had really uh, dug listening to talk radio. That and, um, what's his name from Penn and Teller? Uh, Penn Jillette had a talk talk show before uh, Adam Carolla, and I I listened to that. But Adam Carolla was on billboards and bus stops and everywhere in Vegas, and it, I I'll never forget. Okay. It was his photo, and it said "American Genius" above it, and I thought, "Wow, all right, that's pretty bold." But, really? Yeah, and this was. For the radio show, when he took over for Stern, you're yep. saying that's how they promoted him. Yeah, yep. Where, so genius. when, so um, 
when did you, what, so this was probably what did we decide 2006 or 7 2005 was the year that he took yeah, over yeah right about 05 oh, yeah oh, okay and, so, and then when did you start listening to the podcast well on my morning commute to um, my job i would listen to him on the radio show with big tad and three out four dot bill <laughs> and um <laughs> that was a character and uh and Sheck was on there dave damashek and strasser and of course brian and it was it was awesome the radio show was it was four hours four hours every morning and i could only listen yeah. to you know like maybe 45 minutes but it was it was great and i moved to texas in 2007 and he went off the air 2008, I think, with podcast. Wait, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, in 2009, go. it would have been 2009 because he yeah, was well, he probably telling, went off air in 2008. And then no, he was telling the he story. Started. He was telling the story so, on Good Sports with, with Damashek just a few days ago. Yeah. Where um, the radio show ended on a Friday and yep. he recorded his first podcast from his house on Sunday. Yep. There was no Sheck, Sheck was uh, commending him on, you know, kind of, um, you know, something about, you know, if you take some time off, you could, you could fall out of the zeitgeist, if you will. <laughs> so Sheck was commending him on basically not letting there be any time, you know, any gap. Yeah. Right. That he was just kind of putting himself right back out there like the next week. God, yeah. I love Ace. So, Which, yeah, he's there wasn't, shit. there really wasn't. It, it just moved right on. And you had to have a computer at that time because phones didn't stream the yeah. stuff. So you had to, I still have many CDs that I burn <laughs> of his early radio shows because that's how you listen to it. If if you were traveling, you're talking about KLSX radio shows. You record the actual radio show. No, no, no. The original podcast itself. Because you could either, there weren't any traveling devices like iPhones and what we have today that you could just, you know, stream it as you're driving. And uh, by the way, all I listen to Adam is while I'm driving, I have a 45 minute commute to work every day you know each way so it's perfect so like an hour and a half round trip always in my car for 10 years oh got it i'm yep. kind of the same way that's most of my pod listening well prior to a couple months ago most of my pod listening was in the car yeah yeah uh, y'all need more chris brown in your life no I'm just <laughs> <laughs> why why does chris brown come up on every podcast what what's what what is your Really, I feel like he only came up on like one or two, but uh, oh, I'm the I'm whole. A, can you, but he can I dance. Was a fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, he can dance. dance. That's all. Yeah. Thing. So, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so, what? Um, was there a specific thing about Ace or like an idea or or something funny that he said that got you like hooked? Hooked. Yeah, the American genius. What What was it about that? You know what? It It's always been the long form for me. Just the 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 non. You know, like I. Like I like to brand it the MTV edit, you know, the, the super quick. Everything is nice yeah. and drawn out on the show, and I dig it. I like the long form discussion. Yeah. Okay. 
So, okay. So, yeah, that that's probably different than a lot of drive time radio with music. So, they didn't. Right. Did they play music back then, or was it no, just no, no? It was just them talking, like yeah, yeah. It was just the bits and the who the f uh, sells this s and um, Dawson, you know, doing the reads and it it was. Uh, it was a really good old-fashioned radio show, I thought. Yeah. So you're you're talking about the podcast then? Well, I'm kind I, of like. Did Daw- Dawson was with them in the radio days too, or or you're saying that kind of the radio show as it was? Well, I'm talking about what, what drew me to them initially because okay, I got okay. into them during Sorry. the radio show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just and, long and form. Course, in fact, to be honest with you, I really didn't like and still don't like the one-on-ones. I don't I don't really dig those. I like the interaction. I like Brian's drops. Um, you know, when Adam used to sit on his ugly green couch <laughs> uh, during the first yeah. year of his podcast, it wasn't as, you know, without a news, uh, news person, without Teresa or Brian or even uh, Dawson. It was oh yeah, because Brian and Teresa were just uh, like once or twice once a, a week, week or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I look forward to because I love the interaction, and I love Brian countering him because ultimately, deep down, I feel like Brian just hates him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brian he realizes he's oh, a talentless shit, a, fucking. All right. That's so. That's a on. good. Uh, come on. We all know yeah. that. Yeah. I don't I, I think, know. I think that's Brian. Pretty, that's I, I, I would agree, actually. I, I mean, not maybe not. I think maybe he envies him because Brian's yeah. a talentless fucking hack <laughs> and Whoa, knows that he wait. could never do the opposite direction. Wait, wait. I love so Brian. Brian okay. so, Ira, you Brian's think Brian's brilliant. super talented? Yes. Adam. I think he's actually yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> I think he's pretty, he can be witty, but now he's starting to feel like he needs to, and me and Chris were talking, I don't, I think it was off the air, but how, when he did the whole, uh, improv troop thing and he's like, right. yeah, I really stepped up my game. He's like, no, no, you're still not fucking, you'll never be as funny as Adam. Okay. <laughs> right, you can take right. all the fucking improv. Well, no, some things you in his know. own way though. In, in you his think own that way. he does. Oh, I'm yeah, sure that he, he really yes. okay. Yeah. And the, and the timing of the drops. I mean, that's a really that's not an easy <sighs> job. That's not an easy job. Okay, this is coming from a guy who likes the Beastie Boys, which brings me to the next question. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> let's just get into it, buddy. Okay, you um, like the Beastie Boys? Why are you going to challenge me on that? Okay, let me. I like the Beastie Boys. I like can the I, Beastie Boys. This is Chris. Yeah. I like them. Jay, can I go yeah, back? I, can, I think they I, should die in a fire. All right, can I go back and ex- explain my history about them? first no no I'm just right. kidding. yeah go ahead okay so i was a dj in las vegas from 1991 to 2001 for 10 years and um a, a very uh, successful uh, cover band uh, they were a 70s cover band that played in vegas and still do 30 years later uh or whatever um they reached out to me and asked me to if i would like to be involved in a beastie boy Cover band, and uh, okay. So, um, but fast forward three years later, we did a Beastie Boy cover band show every Tuesday night at a prominent uh, Las Vegas uh, bar across from UNLV, 
we were able to get enough interest from it that we traveled to California and uh, Arizona for some gigs. And it was kind of cool. Um, my point being, so you is, liked them before that though, obviously sorry to interrupt you, but is that why did they have a part? Just, I don't think you mentioned it. You did like them before they contacted you. Yeah. I was going to ask why they reached out to you. They just picked the name in the phone book and said, Ira Schwartz, this guy, well, you know, at that, time, I, at, at that time I was a club DJ. So I was kind of well known. So they kind of pulled me in for my input and, um, uh, for the name recognition. All right, let's talk about that for a second. So it, you said you were a DJ for 10 years. So what does that entail? Like, what's life like as a DJ in Las Vegas for 10 years? Like, give us a well, rundown of your daily schedule. Sure, sure. Well, I had a really unique experience that a lot of people didn't get to. Um, I, I got to, I was, I DJed at college bars for about five or six years in the early 90s, which kind of got my feet wet because I did it five nights a week for, you know, from 10 p.m. till 5 a.m., um, which was a grind, <laughs> just like any other job. And quite frankly, it, that's a pretty it, long shift. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was it was shitty at times and the pay wasn't that great. But uh, it, it was, you know, like Adam said, I had a motor at that time and I, I really wanted to uh, get better at what I did. And naturally, you know, doing something that long will will help you propel that resolution. Sorry, I've had so much wine tonight and pot, so I'm not making any, any sense. No, it makes and sense. Don't worry. my words. So, um, what is, what I was a, able to, as a DJ though, what what were you doing from 10, a, 10 p.m. to five a.m.? What what like just uh, playing music, like. Uh, you, know, you mean at home when I wasn't working? No, no. You said you were working from ten to five. Yeah, in the morning. Um, as a I was DJ. Like, what does that mean? You're just playing music? Or are you creating? So, or are you uh, oh, scratching records? Right. Interesting. So, no, I was literally <laughs> playing records. Well, I know yeah, what that playing is. Records at that time. <laughs> yeah. No, they were uh, all, all of my selection at that time in the '90s was not available on any sort of digital format. So it was all vinyl. So I would spend a lot of my time going record shopping, buying music and making sure I had the right, um, you know, library to supplant, you know, whatever uh, club that I was playing in. So it was all vinyl. I would literally play one song. And as the, uh, when the break of the song hit, when you see a DJ have his headphone up to his ear, he's listening to the to the next song that he's about to mix in. Oh, uh, just and, one one headphone though, one over the ear, just on right, one ear. So the so the other ear can hear the output of what is currently playing. The headphone ear has what's on his turntable, and the other ear is able to hear what is currently playing outside of on his turntable. So you can properly mix it in, and then the, you have the little little switches on turntables, uh, dials, so you can properly uh, match the beat of the song you're about to mix out of. So it's not, not a train wreck. So you're hopefully, <laughs> invisibly, uh, fading from one record into another unnoticeably. That's what a good DJ does. 
which so is, that's part, that's like one of the skills right there. Right. Is that just yeah. very much transition? Lost. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, the real only reason I I don't know if I mentioned it. The reason I brought up the Beastie Boy things is one because you were mentioning it, uh, and two because it was kind of a segue into the next question, which stuff <laughs> that um that you disagree with Adam on, mm-hmm. and and obviously it's Beastie Boys. <laughs> Well, and, and the thing is, I don't have a way to put it into words. I've just, I, I've played their music with a group of very um, talented um, artists for three years, four years, uh, replicating their music and watching the crowd react. And they they love it. it it's, it's very funky. It's very clever. Their lyrics are, 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 wonderful throwbacks to 90s and 80s and 70s references that are very clever and um, mm-hmm. I know Adam's disdain for them as far as they don't play instruments but they don't need they to used or they used to, to right well yeah of course they can but that's not their main focus that's like asking you know Graham Parker to mix on turntables or play the saxophone or something he's not used to doing their lyrical references, I think, were my what, what got me. Uh, so, yeah. do you remember when Bald was trying to what came up with like four or five tracks to convince Adam that yes. the Beastie like Bald? You know, he just picked all the wrong ones. And I, yeah, right, I know. Don't ask yeah. me to tell you the track or the song, whatever, sure. whatever they call it. To that would have been my first choice, but he just played all the wrong ones because. I think Ace would appreciate some of those references that they would make, you know, to right. like um, just yeah. um, pop like culture Sanford and Son and yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah, he yeah, talks exactly. about. Yeah, stuff he talks so y- about. So yeah. y'all give me a song that will convince me. Let's let's reenact this. Oh yeah, let's, let's do the. <laughs> <laughs> give me one song that you think you, is going to get. And I you really can't. Sure can. shot. I think that's what it is. Sure shot. Well, and I loved it when I sure came shot out to is it. it. Yeah, or root down, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, there, I've there's tried. so many. I, I want to like them. It, their music is just so bland to me. But it's sure. Uh, it, to it's me, for right. me, it wasn't. I think that's probably the thing I like about them the most because I'm not really a musical instrument or you know like expert on that kind of stuff or <laughs> couldn't couldn't say much about it. But it was. I like the references. I like the references to like you know sitcoms that i also used to watch when i was a kid you know like sanford and son or or whatever yeah Yeah, there you go oh it's on the shrek soundtrack Hmm. the shrek soundtrack yeah (laughs) okay it sucks anyway that was irish oh great oh this is the one that bald did not play that i was that was pissed So I hear a looped beat with it's a shitty lyrics. sample. Like we're just saying the lyrics. Yeah. Right. No, right, I, right. Yeah, I get that. So even the flow is, I don't know. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not, you know. So have you ever heard I'm, So What You Want? I've heard you, a ton of their shit. Yeah, and I, I wanted kinda, to that like. kind of played out, Ira. Come on. Oh, so, <laughs> I was trying to. Yeah, you think you would come with a deeper, a deeper cut. All right. All what's, right. It, what, what's it called again? I would. No, so I would go you, with um, or Eggman maybe or 
yeah, it's just that my thing is while I'm looking this up is their flow is just is just one rhyme scheme. Um, the thing that sure. I, my my favorite rapper Eminem, he'll change it up and he'll be super clever, do a lot of wordplay. Oh, absolutely! And, uh, Eminem just, is incredible. Yeah, yeah, and um, so would you put them? I mean, would you put them up there with him? You better watch your mouth, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Eminem's a much better rapper than the Beastie Boys. Okay, thank Come you, on. thank you. Come on. I was Come about because I was getting the applause huh? button ready to kick you out of this fucking. Oh okay. no, hell no! Eminem's <laughs> a shit, bro. All right, yeah, so okay. let me let me go ahead and talk about a. Um, uh, there's Egg Man. There you nope, go. It sucks. No, I'm just kidding. You're gonna hate the rap style though, because same kind of rhyme, rhyme style. But... Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. All their songs are. This is nine, like this is nineties, right? It's just, this is the best album they never, ever. Like, this late eighties, maybe. This is Paul's boutique. They never Their got any album. better. It's not, does it not sound like every single other song that they do? <laughs> God, I'm not gonna try to convince you to like. Them. Come on. Oh, that's what you're supposed to be doing. That was the point of the segment, but it's not going to happen anyway. I can yeah, guarantee. You. See, no, the thing there's, is, there's I no, want, I no want to like them. Like no, I, I said, I've, it, I've it's experienced. Not, it's it. not because I'm. It's not because I'm like. It, it's not that I don't want to like them. I just can't. I've tried so hard over the that's years. That's all right. And everybody's like, "Yeah, I love the Beastie Boys." I have the same thing. Why with, have you like, tried that hard? Because everybody <laughs> else likes them so much, oh. and so I want to like them. Same thing with like. Uh, um, what is that band? They, uh, God, Blue October. Oh, like I've this band called Blue October. It's yeah, like they, people, they're from here. They're from uh, the the Fort Worth area. Dallas oh, really? Fort. Yeah. Okay, I was like, they're from Justin, Texas. Holy shit! Never heard of <laughs> bringing it back around. Yeah, they suck. But it's like I know I know a couple people that they're like, oh, I am lo- I'm in love with Blue October, and. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, well, okay, well, yeah, I need to check these guys out. And no. then I check it out, and it's fucking, it's dog shit. But anyway. <laughs> uh, look up the song Into the Ocean. L- play that real quick, because everybody liked that song. I think I song. know that. You know that one. That was huge, and it was actually a great, great song. Um, I hope, Blue I, I October hope I had a cult following. I don't know. No, they did around the Dallas-Fort Worth area, because they're from here. Um like many artists like Selena Gomez and there's a lot of people from here. Um, that's Steve Ray Vaughn. Hell yeah. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Um, Pantera. Aren't they from Dallas? Um, I, wait. yes. Yeah. What's it, what's who, it called? Into who's the dude that got shot on stage? Um, oh yeah. Uh, that's dime. dime yes. Dime bag Daryl. <laughs> he oh, was shot here like 45 minutes ago. from where I live. Yep. Right he here? died a few years ago, and everybody was real broken up about it. Oh, no, no, no he was no. big here, like man. 14 people, years ago. People that fucking love him, love him, man. That's sacrilege. Oh, yeah. Don't talk shit about that. No, that's music Darryl. right there. Right. Yeah, that's, that's I don't like what that. musical talent is. Dimebag. Okay. Although I hate that music. <laughs> Dimebag Daryl? You don't know who that is? I've don't heard like the that. name. Pantera. Come on. This, this... Come on. Did you find oh, hate God, me? He's incredible. Or, uh... Uh, oh, that's what it's called. I thought you said Into the Ocean or something. Yep, into the ocean, and they Wait. had a song called "Hate Me" that was big too. By okay. Blue October, 
Oh yeah, you'll know. I want you, I want you to play me. this because I'm curious what Ira means by big. Oh, you'll know. You'll know. Hate me. <laughs> no, they were big back in like the early 2000s. I thought. You'll, yeah. Like okay. That. There's Into the Ocean, which we'll is her second that. song. Yeah. You'll know. What the hell? I love that you can like play music. This is like so advanced. Is it supposed to sound like that, or is that my? It's like some weird intro. Hold on. It's not the song. Hold up. Which one is this? I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's good, but I like it. Into the ocean? Yep, into the ocean. No, this is hate me. Or hate me. Yep. Okay. This this was bigger. This was huge. I have to block out thoughts of you so I don't lose my Wait for the chorus. Never heard of it. Hold on. You'll know the chorus. Kind of catchy. I know. What? Very, very. You will know the chorus. Wait, wait for it. This is me talking. This is the most vanilla music I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said yeah. Both you said yeah. Oh, okay. This is yeah. This is '90s one-hit wonder music. Exactly. Right yeah. Well, they had they were yeah. No, they had the other the other song is actually I like the other song into the ocean. Play that. I didn't. Please. I didn't. See, I don't see. It's not pulling it up on my. Oh. Um. On like the main songs. I, I kind of like that song. I hope you're happy. I think that one's kind of cool. Yeah, hate me did not hook me. It was the other one. Whoa. Sounds like the Go-Go's. Uh-oh. Wait. I, Where are we going there? Maybe I didn't. Maybe I was thinking of somebody else. I did not endorse this. People. I kind of like this, this better, though. Call. This is kind of cool. No. <laughs> no. You're shitting on Sure this Shot cool. by the Beastie Boys, and this is cool. I mean, I, it's, I'm no, not I still don't. You are so oh, white. Yeah, I kind of like this song. So white right now. Oh my god, find into the ocean. Come on. Well hold on. I'm trying phone. to talk and I'm trying to I'm trying to type and shit on y'all's taste in music at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrific. I agree. This I think is that terrible. Course is kinda, that this course is not is good pod. It's like my not whole world good is pod. upside down right now. Wow. Okay, y'all, uh, y'all that hurt. Uh, filibuster for a second while I look up All right, that song. So, sure, disagree sure. with Adam on the Beastie Boys, of course. I, I knew disagree you, with I knew Adam on the Beastie Boys. Can I go ahead and mention one band he hates that I love? Well, you just aren't. Didn't we already do that, Beastie Boys? But no, so an- I got another. More. No, it goes know, another band. There's so much band. I disagree with him about, but Depeche Mode is my number one band of all time. Oh God. It is, Jaden. Because play the applause. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Right. I, I didn't have it. I didn't have, <laughs> oh, I didn't no. have that app up. Put your finger on the button. Mm. I, I would. Um, okay. Depeche Mode. Yeah, that was okay. They have the coolest name. They have this weird thing. This. Uh, it, and it, it's real. Oh, go ahead. It's like the coolest name with the shittiest music. Like that gap between <laughs> them. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's like a really an age thing. It's uh, I feel the same. Oh, I'm gonna go even deeper here. I feel the same about Prince because it was all a generational thing. It was all how old you are. I am 48, 48 years old, and at the time that I was getting into music, my formative years, somebody introduced me to kind of the alternative Depeche Mode, New Order, kind of different stuff than what was on the radio. Oh, I remember I, New Order. I think I had a New Order tape. I don't remember any of their songs, but I remember... Yeah, you would if you heard New them. New Order. Depeche Mode yeah. was... Yeah, that was all really a big deal when I was in high school. We're about yeah. the same age. I'm 47. Okay, okay, yeah. So I kind of went that direction where many... Wait, what is this playing there? I don't know what is this that, is. Sorry. Oh, this is, is Into the not- Ocean. No, this is a live version. Oh, Ew. shit. I, I sorry, Ew. No studio. Okay, studio. sorry. No, I... I Yikes. On this app, it's it doesn't show... Okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. We're, we're, we're past that. I'm into... Yeah. I think... Yeah, uh, all right, so these this music you're talking about, this is yeah. like the equivalent of the Dukes of Hazard in the 80s, where the reason people liked it was because that's all there was like yeah. the radio just played you know when i was in middle school that's all they played was prince like they just decided that sure prince was great music yeah and right. that's all you had and that's all they'd play and then the girls liked prince so yeah you know yeah. So he's a guy you're, all there was. you're kind of yeah. obligated to like prince as well yeah, they're just so, yeah. Like, right. there's no reason that I should know all the words to "Caribbean Queen" by Billy Ocean, <laughs> but I do, and it's just no, because there still they, is they, no reason. Yeah, Billy Ocean, yeah. get into my no, it's just know, it's get just out of because, my dreams, get into my car. Oh, f- yeah, yeah, yeah. Class. yeah, that was uh, bad. That's when he that's when that's, he jumped the shark. <laughs> that's when people really had no choice. Like, oh, right. but "Caribbean hey, Queen" is great. Come the on, radio station just decided you're gonna like this. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They, there's no reason that I should know it other than they played it a thousand times on the radio when I was little. And so it's like, you know, now when it comes on, I'm like, yeah, Caribbean <laughs> Queen. That, no, but uh, yeah, that we've was all been the, programmed to like, yeah. oh shit, Billy Ocean. Yeah, well, it's oh, like boy. the same thing with like, I actually like some of those Lionel Richie songs, but I, I yeah, Lionel have, Richie the same and Cool, cool in the Gang. Is that? Yeah. Was Lionel oh, yeah. Richie part of Cool in the Gang? Or Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely he was. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That was Commodores. He was part of the Commodores. Oh, shit. He sang Brick oh, yeah, House. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. All right. Sorry. Not cool. I've just been exposed as a racist there. But cool. <laughs> no. no. Uh, Isn't there someone that... Not shitting. Yeah. That's okay. Hey, I'm, I'm the racist here, okay? Back off. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. No. Wait, we um, went from Depeche Mode to Cool in the Gang. How, how, how do we do that? Yeah. Oh, um... Uh, Terrible music that you had that no you choice but know, to listen yeah. to. Yeah, when you were do, do y'all up. remember the the Ace bit where they did? Because we were talking about that song, "Get Out of My Dreams" or whatever. Um, do y'all remember the bit that they did? I think it was Lisa Lampanelli was on the show where they started making up different words. Or no, maybe it was Adam Ray, and he's like, he's like, "Get off of that big wheel, <laughs> like, and get into my van." <laughs> do y'all remember that bit? I, that was great. Vaguely, yeah. because it's. Yeah, because Only the you. song is kind of like "Get into my car," like, "Hey, yeah, <laughs> just oh, get in yeah. my car." Don't, I wanted don't to worry, ask. don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to get in my car. Yeah, like the guy. Uh, she's just sixteen years old. Yeah. Oh my god! And he's like Those in his eighties, so playing at a fairground. 
Has any you other know, uh, comedian gotten into that like Ace Man has? Like the weird, the Gypsy Queen from New Orleans, or like yeah, the weird right. uh, pedi- right. pedophilia songs, or like that. No, it's a great yeah. topic, though. It's so wrong. It's so bad. Yeah. I wanted to ask uh, Ira before I forgot. Do you remember a guy that posted a picture of himself in a hospital bed on the on the Ace page? Um, he posted a picture of himself in a hospital bed, and his ankle was like turned the wrong way and like bulging out of the side. Is completely fucked up. Do you remember oh my that? Gosh, I don't think so. Okay, no. we were trying to think about who that was. I texted Chris like late last night just because you nowhere. thought. Did you think it was Ira? Or something? I no, I thought it was Dan. I thought I remembered it being Dan or something. I don't know. I feel I could like he would have brought that up. You're talking about cause. Like he would have brought that up during his oh, episode. And, and let me just like put as a side note that I really appreciate you guys interviewing Dan because now I understand Dan um, his, kind of his broken English text yeah. and the reason why behind that. So it's kind of cool to understand the why behind Yeah. That. Yeah. You traumatic know. brain injury. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, him no, singing he's is, from... is one of my favorite moments on this fucking podcast. Oh, the talk to text. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what the reason was. Yeah, so um so Ira, uh unless there was any more you any more things you wanted to talk about that you disagree with Ace about. Oh, um let's see. Well, well you but, said hey, you, been, you said that, you felt though... that way about about Prince, right? Oh yeah, Prince. I yeah, like some, I'm, I'm like so you're a Prince gonna, fan or I'm a what? huge Prince fan, yeah. Huge Prince fan. Mm-hmm. I have a ton of so I have over 3,000 records because of my DJ days, and I just kind of still have them. And I happen to, over the years, have collected you know, quite a bit of Prince and Prince-related stuff, like The Time and Apollonia and Vanity and um, some other side projects we did. And, and um, you know, for a DJ trying to move a dance floor, there are so many of his songs that are really applicable mm-hmm. at, at many times. Um, I played the hell out of Erotic City in 1999, and God, I'm so drunk. I'm like slurring so bad. So, what about oh, 200 that? Balloons from the Batman soundtrack? <laughs> oh, that's the worst period of his time. Oh, 200 Balloons. So bad. And he, the, the thing is, you can't judge a whole, you know, bed of an artist artist's work by one song because he did no, it for no, like I'm not. thirty years. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a granted the last twenty years was bad. Did he though? And, I mean, I like I like I want to be your lover. I want to be your lover. <laughs> I want to be your mother and your sister too. Oh, you gotta like, play what that. The fuck does Please that even mean? Play that. <laughs> you gotta play that. I fucking love that shit. The best shit that he did was off the Black album which was an album that he didn't release because apparently he took a, a lot of psychedelics and had a bad acid trip and went in the studio, recorded a whole album, and then a few days later went, um, oops, yeah, uh, don't think I want people to hear this. So, Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to, I thought it was going to be a race thing. Like he didn't, he didn't release that album because it stopped paying child support. No, it's, no. I uh, when I'm putting, <laughs> I don't think I, I like that. It had a jerry curl. I, I'm not supportive of your. Comic. Yeah, I uh, hold on. I'm with Ace Prince's. Yeah, he's. I I don't understand how he was um, just anointed. You know, 
the greatest or anything, anything up there in that era, just because people had no choices. If if you spent as much time as I did in nightclubs in the nineties, because it was my livelihood for so many years and, you know, till late nights, you would appreciate uh, more appreciate a, a lot of this dance music that kind of had to play <laughs> kind of towards. Yeah. I, I like time. a lot of it. Yeah. Like, I, I do. The, personally. Prince, the 1999 album is brilliant. Beginning to end. Um, and, and, and that era, he really was not very good. The last 20 years of, of his life, just like yeah, Michael it's, Jackson. It's raining in Baltimore. It's like, all right, we get it. <laughs> That's quite a compliment. Yeah. He, he really wasn't good the last 20 years of his career. No, it's, no. It's glowing and, praise. Yeah. So. But it's, it's um, not, what about what you agreed? Did you, what did, did you tell us what you, what got you hooked I, on Adam early? Like what you agreed on, what the funniest bit was or rant. You mentioned you liked the group, the long form, but yeah. Do you have I a guess, memorable first memorable moment? I don't really. I, I mean, just his honesty and his his descriptiveness. You know, I, I think I really dug that his vocabulary, the fact that he was able to really describe things uh, in a, kind of your mind's eye as you're listening on the radio. And you know, so many broadcasters talk about how they have more of an intimate relationship with their you know, listeners, because they spend so much time with them. Like I said, back then it was four hours a day, and now we all listen to him, you know, two hours a day, if not more, if you choose to listen to all the other, you know, podcasts he does, which, by the way, I I like Adam and Drew somewhat, never listened to um, any of his other podcasts, really, but it's enough content to keep me interested and even though he tells the same stories over and over um i'm one of those <laughs> people who likes to smoke pot and is kind of always more <laughs> in, in that kind of vein so i don't mind hearing his stories over and over because i'm well, reminded of them and like other listeners have said he tells them in different ways for the most part so I, I, I can't quit. I won't quit. Him. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But I think what you're saying is, so there's not something specific, right? but, but other guests have said that, uh, and I think the mind's eye is a good one because yeah. Jaden's talked about that somewhere, you know, you, he's describing something or saying something in a way where you were thinking it in your head, mm-hmm. but you hadn't quite form the words yet to describe the thought and he right. and he does that so yeah even so, though it's not something specific i think that's yeah there's a, there's a that's kind of a common a common thing as far as uh you know what got you hooked or what what made you an adam carolla fan right so. right and um i i've spoken with other people who have quit him and who have expressed to me that he's not funny any anymore because of his repetitiveness and i'm like um i I, okay that's good for you but he's a little more salty but that's about it 
pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I would I, be I'm too sorry if, if I had to deal listened, with all this shit. If you've listened to someone for, you know, fifteen plus years, right? And they and that person was doing a four-hour drive-time radio show. I mean, how how can there not be repeat stories? Like, how can there not be a theme? But I'm I'm into the, I'm into the kind of the theme, so I don't really mind the, you know, the repetitive themes because he always finds something new, and but then that's kind of why I love the guy. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I get it, you know, people. Yeah. yeah so so uh, what year did you join the uh, the group? Do you know? I'm not sure. I've seen so many posts about you know, how to find that out and to go back through, but I haven't figured out how to actually do that. So, um, probably Here, I can try like to tell four, you what you're four years, oh, okay. five years, maybe, but yeah. I've been listening to, I found, a, I found the group so much later than when I was listening and I haven't been able to do any cruises or, you know, anything like that, which I would love to, because the, the more I'm involved with the group, the more I see that, the people really have a genuine interest in each other, and it, it it's really cool to see the, the yeah, some more than others. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's you nice. were telling, yeah, you were telling us because um, we were, you know, have, well, have you ever met Ace? No, you, no. you said yeah, I was, uh, but you were telling us on the off air, and I, I just wanted to get, uh, I thought it was a cool story. You were telling us off air about you. Uh, you called in and something about you. You blew Bill Cosby or something. I, I, I was telling. Oh him. my god! He came <laughs> That's all over my face. It was disgusting, man. I was. Oh, you didn't pissed, swallow it. You fucking loser. I was like, what the fuck? You never told me about this shit. <laughs> and he's like, it's good you remember though. Most of them, most of them don't remember what happened, what he did. Well, in the uh, bathroom, he, he made he made me snort it. I didn't like imbibe it through a drink. I. So the creepy yeah. part of my story. All right. So I called into yeah. the Corolla show. I don't remember. Yeah, it was a real show. It wasn't uh, him and Drew. And told them the story about how when I was about 10 or 11, I was at a bar mitzvah at the top of the Hilton in Vegas. And my brother and I were kicking it in the um, kind of the lobby area because we were just trying to get away from the bar mitzvah. And nobody was out there. And Bill Cosby walked out there from like the Elvis suite or whatever at the top of the Hilton. And he got on the elevator. And my brother and I looked at him and were asking him because we knew <laughs> that he was Bill Cosby. We're like, dude. Bill Cosby, and he turned around, looked at us. He's like, "No," and uh, a <laughs> couple exchanges, and because uh, my brother and I were looking at each other, like, "Dude, that's fucking Bill Cosby right there," and we're like, "Are you? Are, are you Bill Cosby?" And he turned around, he said, "No." Elevator doors open. He walks in, and he um, turned around, looked at us, and we asked him a third time, and he said, "Yes, I'm Bill Cosby," and doors closed and he went away and it was an exciting story for 30 years that my brother and I got to tell 40 years but then when all the Bill Cosby shit came out 
we realized that that room that he came out of at the top of the hill was probably a room that it was a crime scene (laughs) for real yeah Yeah. there were girls there yeah i was gonna say y'all could have stopped him wherever he was going i should have saved some chicks yeah yeah (laughs) just assume that he's he's going to finger pop somebody's sister no i was I, i can't figure out how um I thought I knew how to do it. I thought if you just click, if you just went to the group and clicked on somebody's name, it would tell you. Because I, I went to the group and um, and it's taken me just to your page. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. But um, but so um, yeah, it was a really uh, cool story that and a nice memory for so many years until you know it came out that what he did was what he did, and it's just that yeah, that yeah. Was, is that the only time you called in? I think you um, called a couple times, right? Or no? Yeah, I called I in Chris to ask the hard hitting question about why yeah, Ray was over there. Yeah, yep. wait, had them all fired wait, up. Oh wait, yeah, you did. What, wait, what did you? What happened? <laughs> Remember, I, I called. Uh, it was. No, I don't. That's what I'm of last. It was. It was after the Christmas break where somebody inevitably was getting fired, and Ray was no longer there. So. I called into the um, Adam and Drew show and asked him. The, I told him I'm going to ask you some hard hitting questions and asked him where Ray was, where um, um, uh, Dag was, and DFG because they hadn't been on the show in a long time. Of course, uh, Dag has not been on the show still in years, but Adam answered my question and said that Dag was crazy and will never be on the show again pretty much at that point this is almost two years ago and um dfg has since been back on the show thank god fucking love dfg god that josh um, josh gardner gardner thank you god he's brilliant yeah Man, i don't i uh, i hated him at first hated I, him at I, first i'm not sure i always feel kind of guilty laughing at dfg but it is funny as shit He's brilliant. I <laughs> hate, bit. hated him for so many years. I warmed up to him just recently. I was like, I just got his shtick. He's brilliant. And he does those songs, too. He sings those uh, Josh Gardner. Um, oh, what's that song? Do you know he does songs, too? I do. I think there's some stuff on YouTube with him. I don't remember it specifically. But, yeah, he's a crazy character. Yep. Works with Norm McDonald. I didn't know that. Yeah. I wish I had to teach you how to drive. There's some weird interview with a morning, I don't know, morning TV show with him and Norm McDonald. And it gets pretty awkward, but yeah, I think you can search it out. Yeah. Um, do y'all remember that cringeworthy beat or beat uh, bit where they had like some kid with cerebral palsy calling in and singing? Oh that was God! The, I that hate is, that shit. Hate that shit. Yeah. How long did that go on for? It was like a few weeks, right? Yeah, not too long. Thank God. No, oh I know. My God, I'm that glad was like they. St- a couple years back. Yeah. Just yeah. don't. Just, we don't need that. It, it's not funny. It's, it's it's. Oh, what was this? What? It, they had. Yeah, they had oh, some like guy that. with cerebral palsy like singing the hits. Oh, was this thing? Yeah. Within a couple of years. Yeah, Cody. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was, that was bad. That was tough because I think my first reaction was this is this is not good, you know, like yeah. 
was kind of making fun of the guy, but then well, nobody someone, someone, uh, I, I, I might, I don't know, I might have, but <laughs> well, in our the someone, listeners, maybe, <laughs> yeah, but then someone said that, like, you know, he just loved Adam Carolla, so that was like a dream come true for him, yeah. even though, because even though he was. You know, physically he was in bad shape. Like mentally, he was hundred percent. Mm. So then, yeah, the, I almost felt bad. Yeah, well, he. I mean, I didn't feel too bad about it because he was obviously enjoying it, and you know, it's just one. It's fun. You know, he was having fun being a part of the show. But when they yeah. doubled down, when they doubled down on it, that's when I was, and they kept doing it. It was like, okay, we got it, and, and you do still have listeners. And it's just cringeworthy. And I'm curious if, because I think Allison was still there at the time, right? Or no? I think that was a Gina era bit. Was it? I okay. I think so. And I just remember thinking, like, did anybody discuss this? Or, like, did they give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? And just, I was trying to imagine what their faces looked like while the bit was going on. Because I know, well, <laughs> my face was just like, oh, this is cringy. And I, I just fast forwarded every time they did it. I only listened to it all the way through the first time that they did it. I on, think like, Dr. Dr. or Adam and Drew, I think it was. I think they knew from his friend that was kind of facilitating the call that he was a huge fan. So they were probably looking at it through the through that angle, through that yeah. lens. So I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of um, I'll admit that my first reaction to it was you know, not my best moment, but Yeah. It was I mean, nice. Yeah. If I was in that condition yeah maybe i'd call in and yeah Jaden, i would ask you to <laughs> push my wheelchair up to the mic and yeah well he'll no matter what he'll he'll always know that he's better than the beastie boys <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> wow. no um and so you, so, so you um more talented than prince all right so back to the beastie boy story so one of the guys uh the, the beastie boy cover band that i was in he was an original member of third eye blind and so, wow. The, the, I have the story I have questions for him. Now, hold yeah. on. is this a let's stop? Is that like a compliment to the guy or a dig at the guy? No, it's somewhat what? of a compliment. Um, and I'll back up a little bit. So, when I was so he was kicked uh, out of Third Eye Blind. Well, not so oh. much, but <laughs> kind of. Um, and there were a lot of guitars that kind of left Third Eye Blind that since sued the lead singer of Third Eye Blind, and uh, successful, successfully sued him, um, including one of the original members of my Beastie Boy cover band. So he was in our band, and he actually helped write many of Third Eye Blind's first album uh, hits, uh, Semi-Charmed Life, and uh, you know all that, that stuff. He co-wrote those songs, um, and he was with that band for a couple of years, but they were unsuccessful because they hadn't hit a big yet. And he came back to Vegas and joined our Beastie Boy cover band. And meanwhile, Third Eye Blind went off and hit a big. Oh, so, well, that sucks. You're right. It sucked for him. And he would yeah. tell us stories about what a dick the lead singer of Third Eye Blind was and things like that. And kind of interesting. So after about a year of our uh, Beastie Boy cover band called Brass Monkey, um, he left us because he rejoined Third Eye Blind for 10 years. So oh. he, was, he got to be back with them in their, you know, sort of heyday there. So he got kicked out 
sued them and then no. got back with no. them? No, he didn't sue them until after he got back with them 10 years. After he was with them 10 years. He got yeah. out, joined them, was with them, and then sued them after 10 years. Oh. I'm okay yeah. with yeah. Third Eye Blind. I remember some of those songs fondly, but I also remember, I I remember this right. guy that I work with that was like really big in the Third Eye Blind. Yeah. Like hats, yeah, that's, hats and shirts and that's yeah, weird. It was off that's weird. It was off I was, ta- yeah. I was yeah. talking to, uh, about that song. Is that song's semi semi charm kind of life is quietly a masterpiece. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's it's it the the radio version is cut way down. The actual studio version is like isn't it like seven minutes long or something. That's just a great song, but um, they yeah. had some cool stuff. They had some other cool stuff, which uh, was that. Sorry, I kind of interrupted your story. No, but you okay? So, um, do you think? Uh, do you have any tool uh, tool tunes in mind? Oh boy! Or is that? I mean, all Beastie Boy songs are tool tunes, in my opinion. But you've talked about so much questionable music. So, yeah what what would be your <laughs> what would be I don't know tool tune? I, I I don't I, I'm because of where I've been coming from it's it's like asking a chef to name his favorite food I guess I I, I don't know I, I'm hard with uh, I have a difficult time plus I don't think I understand so, tool tunes in this entirely. metaphor you're the the Michelin rated five star chef <laughs> you're being pretty I know generous all here Worthless trivia (laughs) with music. I am the king. I am the king. Okay, Gordon Ramsay. What is your favorite dish? Well, he does. Yeah, he he didn't. So you don't understand what a tool tune is. I don't think I do. After all these years. In his defense, he's from Texas, too, where. No, I'm not from Texas. Well, you live in Texas for a long time, and there's no windows down. Oh, well, you came from Vegas, where it's pretty hot, I've heard. Yeah. So yeah. there's not a lot of driving around with your special. windows down. Right. Yeah, well, it's really just a metaphor for songs that you'd be embarrassed if people saw you jamming, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, yeah, songs you're embarrassed that you like and that you only really listen to in private. But he's a DJ, though, so, like, all of his favorite songs or music he'd, he'd be playing up there. Uh, Faith No More. Um, I'll, I'll name my favorites. Uh was that was that the guy that wore uh was that the guy that the, the that was dressed like a dominatrix who is that faith no more no, that was oh. uh um nine inch nails which i also oh no <laughs> no it was uh from the 80s god iron Maiden. no not iron Dude. i can't think of their name yeah i don't like any of the guitar rock or hair rock i hate all the bon jovis all the uh, Van Halen. I re- no, I respect Van Halen. They were the shit back when they started. Um, um, your Scorpions. Your. You don't like White Snake. Uh, <laughs> the, here I go again. <laughs> Except I, I always love the that um, song. the Cherry Pie. That's Warren. The the Adam Carolla uh, oh, going yeah. to for. Strip the names of those bands kill me. Yeah, Sheriff and Warrant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they should have had a band called OK Corral. Fucking... <laughs> have and you heard my '80s band? Me, White me, Snake. Me, hey, me what should we sundown? call our band? White Snake. Why? 
Why? <laughs> no, but I <laughs> love like that. A lot of his 80s musical choices I do agree with, like Elvis Costello and um, Joe Jackson, uh, things like that, um, Pretenders. I dig that, but his scope of what he likes is so limited, like beyond, like like two years worth of new wave music, and he's done. He doesn't like anything past it, like when yeah. synthesizers you know, started hitting, which... Uh, see, I like that shit. I mean, that's just me, though. I, I love synthesizing sound and modulation and all that. I enjoy that. Hey, I, I got a good one. I just, I have a tool tune that is also a band that Adam hates. It's Private Eyes by... Uh, Hollow Notes? Uh, yeah, Hollow Notes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's a tool right. tune that... I I would also disagree. Has he they said he hated songs. this one? Because there was a couple of those. No, he just hates them. Was, oh, oh, I feel like no, there was really, one I, or two I songs he said, that he was okay with. No, he just notes. hates. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't hate. Them Man Eater was altogether. a big problem. Yeah, of course. It's a problem for me. Adult education. God, this shit's. Oh, that was that. Yeah, that wasn't that like a week or two ago. That the one that they recorded. And they're wearing like conga shells or something. I forget right. what he said. Right. God, people what did were, uh, uh, there was the Christina had a favorite like um, Modern Love or something? What? Oh, I'm drawing. Uh, oh, M E T H uh, Method of Modern Love. That was a because great they rap. Yeah, they rap spelling or something. That was that what? was my they first did? concert oh, okay. was Hollow Notes. My first concert was Hollow Notes. Man, that that tour, Out of Touch and Method of Modern. Love. Oh, yeah. yeah so I my first concert Christina. was. My first concert was New Kids on the Block with the Perfect oh. Gentleman opening for them. Oh. <laughs> Remember that song, Remember that song right. from the Ooh. 90s? Like, Who took you to this concert? Who took oh, you? well, it was actually my sister was a fan. <laughs> she was that's five years perfect. older than me. Yeah, Yikes. and uh, they took her and I got dragged along. But yeah, technically that's my first that's awesome. concert. Creepy stepdad uh, kind of an issue thing. Yeah, yeah well, it's funny. My, step, it, what, my dad was her stepdad. So. Yeah, that's why I went there. I know people. Uh, okay. I'm intuitive. <laughs> yeah, you could have been scratching in the background. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah. so um, it, uh, kind of uh, on the end of the uh, Beast Boy story, so we are reuniting in Vegas at the end of April. They've, the Beastie Boy cover band is doing a 20-year reunion in April at some sort of venue. I'm not trying to plug this or anything. I'm just... You should plug oh, this. Go ahead. Yeah, we were going yeah, to ask do. you soon anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're doing a reunion um, at the end of uh, April for some sort of charity. I have no idea what it's for. Bad spokesperson. I have yeah, no idea. it's going to be um, yeah. something I really but, care about. Yeah, it's going to be don't fun. Don't remember. Really. So your your band called Brass Monkey Brass is Monkey. having a reunion in for Vegas. one concert, one show only, folks. All right, and when is this? Um, last weekend in April, like the 27th, I think. Okay. And what would they yeah. look for if they wanted to find out, you know, what important charity you were, you were raising money for? Well, they, there haven't been any, um, there's no promotion for it yet other than the, uh, talk about it and the, the fact that they reached out to me to ask me to do it again. Um, but I guess I'll post it on this website, the Endless Podcasters uh, website, and the more I know, the, <laughs> the 
and I will post <laughs> in the Endless Ranters podcast Facebook page too. Okay, did I say that right? You got no. it. You got it yeah. right down. Oh no! What is this? Oh god! This heck? is uh... oh this is M E T H O D. Oh, this is Hall. Yeah, Notes, I had bro. to hear it when he said, "Ladies and when gentlemen," he said that he. All right, coming down from the pike. This is Hall of Notes. They've had many hits. You know them. You love them. You can't live without them. Coming back at you. This is produced by the famous rapper Melly Mel. Coming down at you. The method of modern love, right here. KLXC, right here. Wait, was that you, Ira? Nice job, that Ira. That was perfect. That was <laughs> Did you nice. nail that? Hit the post, as they say. That just that just <laughs> per- that just that just proves Dawson's even Stop. less talented than we. No. <laughs> oh man. You could take over for no. That was actually perfect. I was for a second. I thought that was part of the song because it was so well done. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit! You're, you're going to be the first person that gets an actual applause for doing something right. That's a first right there. Hey, do me a favor. Do me a favor. No. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. We're good. No, no, no. no. Hold on. I, I want to hear the part where he raps. You said he raps. No, that was the... it. That was it. Oh. M-E-T-H-O. Wait, wait oh, for the shit, chorus. Here we go. M-E-T-H-O-D-O-F-L-O-P-T. What? What? Yeah. That's a method of modern love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, M E T H O T O F L O B T. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so many drops going on right now. Keep going. Keep... <laughs> no, the rest oh, you is don't no know. The, oh, you don't. Nobody ever knows the verses. Nope. So we always got to fill in for that. And then. <laughs> so he's. Yeah, he's rapping. M O T H. Oh, God. Hey, he, play he, some he more songs. Good. I'll do a lead in. Like, uh, Oh, uh, yes. Oh, I can. I will gladly do that. In the meantime, um, yeah, Chris. Uh, I guess it's a that's very music-heavy. Yeah. Episode. Well, do, do you know? That's yeah, do what you, I'm all about, man. I'm, I, I nothing but music. Do so you much. know? Do, do you have a song? Oh, here's shit. Since I'm on the, I wanted you to play Mighty Mighty Boston's, bro. Put the intro of the show. Okay. What's it called? Do you know? Yeah, it's uh, Someday, I suppose. Okay. I got it on vinyl. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, that's what I was. That's why I was confused. I think that might be one of the songs I've heard the most, but I, I guess I knew the name, but couldn't remember the name. So I've heard um, that. I, yeah, I love this song so before. Times. I love this song before he used it, man. Oh, there it is. Wait, wait, start over. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> well, why? What are you going to do? From Girl Own Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Endless Pod, Endless Ranters Podcast. Oh, Jesus, God. You want to try Sorry. it again? Here, let's try yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> try it one more time. From the Girl One Studios, this is the Endless Ranters Podcast. Oh, it starts right here. Our Art. guest today is the Jewiest Art. of Jews. Jewish of Jews. <laughs> Hi, this is Saul Rosenberg from Las Vegas, Nevada, and Chris and Jaden from their yes, respective yeah. places. Yeah, just, wait, them. hold on. Let's give let's give you one more. Give us the Jewy Jewy Ira Dawson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Here we go.
Oh, God, hello. I didn't know my microphone was on. <laughs> From the Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Endless Rantis Podcast with Jaden and my great friend Chris. Oh, God, they're such nice people. Um, and now, here they come. Here's Chris and Jaden. <laughs> Nice. Oh, that was fucking. That was great, great, man. We, I think we have a new bit, Chris. Yeah, we have a new bit, a new intro to the whole podcast. <laughs> Jew, Jew Dawson. <laughs> that was Dawson as a Jew. I, I've been posting forever. I want to replace him when he dies because you know he's going to at some point. <laughs> yeah, especially with die early, especially yeah. with your, you know, target on his back from you. No, um, pretty much. <laughs> I would love it if you called into my podcast, not to get another plug in. Talk to him radio available on all your favorite. Oh, that's podcast good. Apps, that's true. You yeah, would be good I would. Oh, yeah, you'd be For great sure. on that show. Have a because I can't do the I can't do the Jewish voices. Oh, that's all that I know like how a, to do. That's all. <laughs> that's all. Oh God, you, I'm so getting you to be. It a sounds guest like on my coffee podcast. talk on SNL. <laughs> yeah, I've already gotten a couple aceholes to call in. Uh, Luis was great. He did a cholo voice. Nice. Uh, Rob Rob was great. Uh, he he actually just called in the other day, just being the super sweet guy that he is, you know, and it and killed it. But um, Chris has called in several times and killed it. Sweet. But yeah, I would love to get the Jew on there. Um, I'm down for so, being the Jew, the the requisite Jew. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So you already got your. Is there anything else you want to plug? I guess we're we're pretty close to wrapping, right, Chris? Yeah, we'll get I mean, we'll go. Go a few more minutes, but yeah. So, um, I, you you I talked know. about you got a post about this uh, charity event you're having for Brass Monkey at the end of April. You said, right, right. Like I said, I I, I don't have the um, location of it uh, nailed down yet, but as soon as I do, I will let you know. Yeah, that sounds really cool, man. I, yeah. I don't know if you, if you, if you, if you don't like the beastie boys, you know, give Ira a shot. Cause I'm sure it's going to be good. I've seen some of the videos you've posted. I don't know if you posted them or you just sent them to me by messenger, like, uh, some well, of I, the like old VH, yeah. VHS tapes. Right. Right. Well, besides that, I've been very active lately because I was a, a rave DJ in the, you know, end of the, uh, nineties. And, I actually was back in Vegas this past weekend for the first time in 20 years, and I got to spin a rave uh, event, which was really cool. Um, there, before the Las Vegas nightlife was full of rave DJs who were commanding uh, quite a bit of money <laughs> each night, um, 20 years ago, I was uh, helping that kind of grow, and uh, when I got married, that path kind of ended for me, and that's kind of why I moved to Texas and started a new life. But I was reached out, out to recently and uh, got to fly to Vegas last weekend and spun a really cool event. So I've been kind of getting back into it, and um, who knows? We'll see what happens in the future. I'm really excited. Yeah, that is cool, man. I, I mean, I, don't, I, I can't say that that's my you know, my genre of music, but I, I, sure. I enjoyed seeing those videos you posted, just kind of seeing you in your element, you know, seeing people yeah. enjoy what they are into. I like that, you know? Yeah. And I think there's a few, 
a few endless ranters or assholes that that also enjoy that kind of music and or that kind of experience or or skill set. So, yeah, I've yeah. seen that too, and I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the uh, support that um, some people that have been uh, showing on the Endless Ranters podcast Facebook group and the Adam Crowell page. So, thanks for that. Don't mean to be putting that out there when it's not really related to what he's saying, but kind of frustrating when he, you know, talks about how shitty the whole DJ culture is. And I can see that from the general consensus um, viewpoint because yeah, it, it is. But if you take a deeper look into it or for people that have done it as a living um, and for a living, it's, there's a lot more intricacies and, uh, complications and um talent than that he uh you know puts us up to so yeah i yeah. agree i think he's kind of judging it off of i don't know when you go to vegas you see the the huge signs for some dj you probably know the names like popular you know, I don't know not, not the best 20 years i don't <laughs> oh okay well i don't know yeah i've been there in the last five, ten years, and you see these huge signs on buildings for... Yeah. yeah. Shit, I don't remember what their names are now. They're but everywhere. They're, they're in the... Yeah, they're in the in the popular culture, and, you know, they're commanding millions of dollars, you know, because yeah. a, you know, a Kardashian goes there to the club or the, the casino they're playing at, and uh, yeah, he kind of has a problem with that, but yeah, it's not easy, technically, doing, you know, going from song to song and doing those transitions, right? Well, the difference between today's DJs and what I did 20 years ago was the vinyl took a lot of skill. It was very basic, and it was literally one record to another without effects, without um, mixers that actually standardize the beats for you and and control everything for you. They, they automate everything. So that's why... I agree with Adam about most DJs. It, it's automated. It literally is push button. So I you're saying that. the DJs of today have it easy. Easy. The, the technology is so easy. If you can get a DJ up there with literally two turntables, actual vinyl, without the technology, that's where it's at. That's where the skill is. Yeah, it's Not, impressive to watch, too. Yeah, and that's, that's what I do. I only do vinyl. I don't know. I never progressed to what the DJs are doing now, which is really simple. So we and I agree. We would have gotten to like a you know tell us something that no one would guess about you, but you've mentioned it a couple times that you have a huge collection of vinyl albums. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. So what in the, in the thousands? It's yeah, like, like three thousand, right? Yeah. Shit. What are your collector's items like? What are what are the most valuable? albums that well, you have well like i said the, the most i have is depeche mode and and it's funny because there's a michael jackson i said most uh, valuable <laughs> monetarily um yeah if some uh, if some weird japanese guy was flying into town to like you know check check out your your collection right well i sold most of it for? off i i sold a lot but it's worth it's worth over twenty thousand dollars and the um, most valuable record I own is a Michael Jackson three or I think six record set 
called History. It was like a, a greatest hits that he released before he died, or well, way before he died, about 1998. Any record released between 1991 and 98 is really monetarily valuable because that was the death of records. They weren't pressing them, so they're kind of making a comeback, though, right? Oh, very much so. If you go yeah. into any Barnes and Noble, you'll see a whole section. Um, and they're very expensive. Yeah. yeah. Of new, you, you might like have... newly produced or old. Oh yeah. Oh no, not old. You can go into old record stores and buy, you know, a journey album or Boston or, you know, eighties album for six bucks. But if you go to Barnes and Noble, it's about 26 bucks brand new, recently repressed. Hmm. So you'd actually be impressed with my little vinyl collection. I got some Jackson Brown, some Morris Day. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, who else? Some Chic. <laughs> Very <laughs> which cool. Which I love. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, that that would all fit. Or Chic especially. I mean, if you were in a nightclub, if you were a nightclub DJ in the 80s <laughs> and you didn't have Chic or Morris Day, it's like, what are we doing? You know? Right. You would right. have had that. Do you have any of those? Oh, yeah. I've got Chic and Morris Day. And that, that's, yeah, I bet was it Morris Day in the mix news? Well. What, what, no, The Time. That's the a time. Prince band. Yeah. Time News. He I did love uh, The Day. Bird and Jungle Love from Purple Rain. Yeah. Oh, okay. O-E-O-E-O. <laughs> yeah. Um, jungle Love, not to be mistaken, mistaken with Muskrat Love, which Adam's talked about. It's a song <laughs> Yeah, that's um, about uh, two muskrats fucking. Captain, uh, Captain and Tennille. Cap- yeah. God, I, I met Tennille once. Yeah. But Captain died. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. one person. Captain Tennille. <laughs> Morphed into one. <laughs> one no, yeah. Uh, I, think he's, I think Chris is right. Rest in Were peace, you, Captain. No, no. Yeah. There are two people, Captain. No, it is Tenille. two people, but I thought the name was like like Millie Vanilli <laughs> or something. And their, their names aren't Millie. No, I thought they were one Orvin. person. Just one. one you dude. thought Millie Vanilli was one person? No, I thought Captain Tennille was just one dude. No, I knew it's. I knew that it's. I knew that it's. Um, I knew that it was two people. I knew that it was a chick and a dude. But I thought, is it Captain and Tennille? Or I mean, Captain comparing Tenille? Captain to Millie Vanilli. Eh, well, no, I'm it's saying a little bit of an attack. All I can no, say, I'm saying I, Millie Millie Vanilli was the name of the group, but so everybody always thought that one was named Millie and the other name was named Vanilli. No, they had some other names. I agree. No, you're you know right. What I mean, yeah, yeah. It wound up being Rob Millie and then. Uh, uh, Jackson, Vanilli. Peter, Peter yeah. Vanilli, no Jackson, <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, that's. Oh, that what? Oh, so it was their names? No, no. Oh, okay. I, oh, just, you were joking. Okay. We just went like uh, one direction and went the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Against the odds no. to have a Millie and a Vanilli. Hey, what's your name? I'm <laughs> I'm Jim Vanilli or Jim <laughs> Millie. Oh, what's your name? I'm, I'm Jackson Vanilli. Oh, we should, we should. <laughs> God, oh that God. band sucked. Yeah. Didn't they get booed off stage? Cause they like pretty much ended their <laughs> career. They got caught lip syncing. Yeah. Right? We should lip sync some songs together. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but there are songs that suck. You know, they're like, they weren't lip syncing, you know, some, something with an amazing vocal, Wait, like, yeah. oh. you know, my, uh, like, uh, no, don't, don't fuck with blame it on the rain. Don't fuck with blame. Blame it I on actually, the rain. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that was the, that was the Billy Ray Cyrus version right. that he just did. Blame it. <laughs> That's on like uh, the product of that same era, the Prince era, the you know. Where late that's 80s. all you had. That's that's what the radio decided to play. Yeah, they're like up there on stage, like dressed like a hippie underneath, but then have a sport coat with the sleeves rolled up. I think Billy <laughs> you know, had like the shoulder dance. pads. They had the weird, yeah, yeah the shoulder oh, pad did? dance. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they had, you know it's true. Yeah, yeah. I still can't do that. They go up there with a sport coat. The sport coat with the the, the shoulder pads <laughs> are so big they could play linebacker for the Seahawks. You know. All that, yeah. all that, all that. Is that Millie Vanilli or Junior Seau? Like, I can't. No. Wait a minute. We got but these sports dance. coats at Esprit. But they could dance. But they could dance. Just like Chris Brown. Yeah, they well, nobody forgives you when the very thing that you're supposed to be good at, you get caught, like, <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> I think lip syncing is the only thing where somebody says, like, yeah, but have you seen a move, you know, uh, that... You know, it's like, well, that's all they were doing was dancing. It's like, we thought they could sing too, but I don't know. And it's yeah, not like they were doing work. some crazy. Yeah. They, it's not like they did some crazy dance moves. They went up there and did the shoulder pump. That fucking it's crazy 90s. that if you think about it, Millie Vanilli were destroyed for lip syncing, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I remember people were like burning their CDs in effigy <laughs> and then uh, Chris Brown just be- beats the hell out of a woman. <laughs> it goes on tour. No, I know it goes on tour. I'm saying when the fraud involves the very like, art oh, we that got a supposed tattoo. to be. Yeah, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is that's 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 you're kind of making my point for me. Is like Chris Brown. You can do anything else if it doesn't involve the very thing that you're supposed to be <laughs> forgiven. You know what I mean? So they fucked it up. You know, like I could I could fucking finger pop a five year old. And then I'd Whoa, be fine well, as long as your song is not a yeah five as, well, as, no as long as as long as the thing that I'm good at which is singing or dancing or whatever it would be yeah. in their case as long as the fraud doesn't involve that then we're all good but once you well and it's also weird too now lip syncing is basically it's basically expected when you go to like a Britney Spears concert yeah, or something that's how much right, of a decline right. there was Billy so Vanilli must be pissed at Super Bowl <laughs> halftime shows. Yeah, well, one of them killed himself. So. No, I'm serious. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm serious. I think one of them like committed suicide. Uh, that's a shame. Oh my god, that's yeah. so awesome. They must be pissed because they're just like Britney Spears. We got destroyed for doing this, and Britney Spears does it. They got the Grammy taken away. Wouldn't it be a sad, sad sight to see? That there's just a solo Vanilli out there playing gigs <laughs> <in> like fairgrounds. <laughs> This, he's out there. He's out there in a sport coat, ready to play in the Super Bowl. Fucking, <laughs> he's still got his sleeves rolled up to, to his fucking bicep. Oh yeah, the blazer, <laughs> yeah. sports coat with the, the a, sleeves rolled up. That was like, yeah, with the giant. That's what I'm saying. They they looked look. like yeah, they looked like they are. They looked like a fucking all American linebacker <laughs> up on stage. That's <laughs> terrible. Those dreads. They look like an offen- uh, defensive back. Yeah, but I, I actually have to close pretty soon. Uh, sorry, guys. I didn't think we were going to go. I didn't no, think we were going to get started. Yeah, we're, I think we... we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. So, Ira, <laughs> so, any other anything else that you, we haven't covered that you want to get in? Um, no, I really dig uh, the podcast you guys have been doing. I think everybody can speak for everyone and say that uh, you guys are doing the, the Lord's work. 
And we really appreciate all the effort that you guys are putting into all this. Truly. It's, uh, cool. it, it, the quality's great. You, the conversation's great. And, um, thanks for everything you're doing for us. Oh, thanks for listening, man. And, and uh, special thanks for calling in and special, special thanks for that sweet fucking, uh, build up you did or whatever you call that the lead in vocal that was awesome that's that's definitely a classic uh that's that's for sure a classic uh, er moment so uh, yeah i guess uh, it's about time to wrap up so this is Jaden saying get it on this is chris saying get it on go endless branches podcast saying get it on i want to swim away but don't know how sometimes it feels just like i'm falling in the ocean